Do you have an entrepreneurship or a startup? Do you want it to be successful? Do you want to know how to manage things so that you can position yourself well in the market? If your answer to those questions is yes, then I invite you to listen to this podcast. If you want to know the Lean Startup Method, let's begin. The Lean Startup Method by Eric Rice. First of all, what does Lean Startup mean? Lean means like thin, in shape, skinny. And when we talk about businesses and products, it means having no waste or having no unnecessary things. And startup is an entrepreneurship. It's a business that you are starting, that you are just beginning. Now, the five principles of the Lean Startup are the following. Number one. Entrepreneurs are everywhere. The concept of entrepreneurship includes a person or institution designed to create new products and services under the conditions of uncertainty. That means entrepreneurs are everywhere and that focusing on the lean startup can help any business, any company of any size, big or small and in any sector of the industry. The entrepreneurial spirit is administration and startup is an institution not only a product that that's why it requires some type of administration as specifically oriented to the sense that you are working with something that is new that it's just beginning uncertainty now validated learning enterprises and companies emerge and they don't only create things They do, they emerge and they are being created so that they can make money and that they can provide a service to their customers. They exist to learn how to build a sustainable business. This is validated learning because it can be scientifically validated through realization of experiments that are frequent and that they provide entrepreneurs elements necessary for accomplishing their vision. Now, element number four building, measuring, and learning. Activity is fundamental in a startup. And well, it's basically converting ideas into products and measuring how the clients respond and learning what to do with these responses. Number five, accountability of innovation. For better results and like making innovators accountable for their actions, we must focus on the boring which is actually measuring progress, configuring the project and prioritizing work. This requires a new type of accountability designed for upcoming enterprises. Now, why do entrepreneurships fail? Normally, this is because Well, you incentivate investigation like market research and stuff and having a solid strategy and a very good plan. But as these things are new, they are working with so much uncertainty that this stuff actually doesn't work. An entrepreneurship is not defined by the customers or by the final product yet. They are not defined by anything. You cannot research on them. They are too new. They also fail because they don't use any type of administration because they think, oh, we're new, so let's just do this whatever and see what happens. No, you have to administrate. Now, part one, vision. 
Many entrepreneurs think that by applying administration, they will not be allowed to be creative and that they will be limited in other aspects. That's why they adopt the attitude of let's do it, just whatever. This causes failure. The Lean Startup comes from the manufacturing process of Toyota. They introduced methods like the just-in-time, inventory control, making smaller batches, among other things. And the objective is always to improve efficiency, like to reduce time and costs, and also mistakes. The Lean Startup seeks to transfer these ideas and concepts to entrepreneurships. This is about creating an innovative product that people actually want and desire with the feedback of the clients. Generally, when you have a business or a startup, you want to measure how well your business is going in the following aspects. Number one, quality of the product. Number two, production on a low budget. And number three, following the plan. But what happens when you actually launch your product to the public and you have produced something that people don't actually want or that they don't actually need? None of these parameters works if you're doing something that nobody wants. Now, let's move through learning through mistakes. That is always said to be the best way of learning and gaining experience, but it takes too much time and time is the most valuable resource. You have to learn some other way to not waste so much time and resources. You have to analyze which of your actions will actually help you to create something of value and which actions won't. To do this, you must run experiments. Experiments that will make you change little details of the product or service that you are providing and that it will allow you to measure the answer of the public. And then with this basis, you will make modifications. This will give you a much better result than just launching your product as it is, hoping for the best. And well, how can we make this experimentation? We must follow the scientific method. Basically, you must plant a hypothesis, like, I think this will occur. And then you must test it in a practical manner. Also, if you want to learn something about your client, besides talking to them directly, you can make, like, surveys and stuff. You have to find out which are their needs instead of just guessing them. Now, part number two, directing. Something the book advises is that if you're creating a product is that you first pull out a version that is minimally viable, like a minimal viable product, something that barely works, that it, com that it accomplishes only the most basic functions and qualities to like learn the opinions of the, of the client about your product. With time and feedback, you will be like building it better, applying what you've been told. And you can see what actually works and what is actually most essential about the process and about your product and everything. When you make market research, like to build a client profile and all of that, there are generally two mistakes that we make. 
The first one is that you follow the method. Let's do it however way we can, but let's do it now. And because of this impatience, you can take bad decisions. Sometimes the clients are not sure of what they actually want until they see it. They cannot even imagine it. People don't actually know what they want. They just see something and then they like it or they don't. Number two. After that, there comes paralysis. You can stay stuck in something that isn't good. And well, you can stay stuck either because of fear or because you don't know how to handle the situation. Besides, producing a minimal viable product first so that you can improve it later and see the reactions that people have about it, um, it doesn't mean that you have to lower your quality. Many times people are so centered in ex like asking so much about themselves and about the quality that they end up doing a product that doesn't actually work. Like, If you make also something that is so high in quality, like maybe you are reaching for a market that is not your market. Maybe it's too expensive or something like that. Because your market isn't defined, you don't know which are the standards of quality that you actually need to accomplish. Maybe you're developing a product that is so high quality that is too expensive or maybe your standards are so low that nobody will buy it because it's a very bad product that doesn't have any quality at all. You have to start from like from like a base. Start low so that you can build up. However, be careful. When we say minimally viable product, we don't mean produce just anything that doesn't work. It should work. It just doesn't have to be perfect. Besides, you want to take care of your brand image. Maybe you produce something so bad and then you produce some other stuff and then they will say, no, the product that they pulled out before was so bad that we don't have to buy this one. New companies and enterprises need to be quick because if not, they will drown and fail. Also, if your product is actually really totally new, take care of your patents. Take out a patent as a protection of intellectual property. That means nobody will be able to rob your idea. It will be originally yours and people will have to pay you for copying that idea. So, always be careful about the patents and originality. Now, the, this part of the book also mentions the big importance that accountability has within a company. Accountability is the key to success. For greater information about accountability and business plans and financial strategies, we will very much advise you episode 13 of our podcast parts one and two because in these episodes we are summarizing the book by robert kiyosaki guide to invest there it teaches you so much about finances and accountability that you will feel like a genius and somebody who's ready to invest and make business so we advise you to listen to those books Now, this book also offers many ways of analyzing information, such as like different types of graphics and the different variables that you can measure. This can be qualitative variables, which means the feedback that the client gives, like opinions, something that is verbal, and quantitative 
variables. How much are they buying? What do they want? What don't they want? And finances. We're also advised to do analysis that is fragmented. What does this mean? That you are only like comparing one small thing. Like you are dividing the problem into many little problems. For example, you can modify the size of your product and see which of the sizes that you are actually selling have a better reception. Now, no matter the size of your company or entrepreneurship, you can always apply the concepts of lean manufacturing. For example, Kanban. It is basically just a method of accountability of processes, which means that you must write down and know where is every like action located like and not let any like product accumulate in one section of the productive process this will help you improve the flow of production not accumulating product in one part of the process and saving storage space and there is also the JIT just in time Basically, here you are just looking for ways of improving production so that every component arrives just in time for this section of the production, which means that you're not having like product waiting, like you're not having a delay either, and it's very efficient and it also helps in programming transport and future, future production. And there are many other different things in lean manufacturing. This way, like nobody has doubts about anything and it's basically just planning and writing down everything and improving things that can be improved. Basically that. Now, part three, accelerate. Now, believe it or not, if you're a small company, you shouldn't strive for having a line of production. You should just finish one product at a time. And why is this? Because, well, obviously for big companies, it's so useful to have a line of production, one that is a continuous line of production, right? But when you're a small company, maybe you will create a bottleneck in one of the stages. So it's better to just finish one product at a time. That way you can also control your mistakes and like doubts and everything in a better way. Now, this will also help you identify quality problems. And then there is another technique that is called five whys. And this technique consists in asking five times why when a problem happens. For example, this problem happened Why? Because this failed. Why? Because there was this part that was loose. Why? Because the technician didn't come to do the maintenance. And it goes on like that until you find the very root of the problem. And if it's, if it's necessary, repeat that technique more times. And well, as we know, generally, generality and ambiguity will never solve problems. Do one thing at a time and get used to the process. And remember, if you see something failing or anything like that, don't leave loose ends. Solve it. The problem will come back and haunt you later. Now, moving on to the next topic, let's talk about innovation. Innovation is necessary to keep your clients hooked and to be like um, even with your competition. To innovate, you have to make experiments. And it is advised to follow the following steps. 
Step number one, create teams so that you can do fragmented tests, which means you only test a part of the product and some a specific response to that. Number two, no experiment can last more than a specific quantity of time. Number three, no experiment can affect more than a specific number of clients. Number four, each experiment must evaluate on the same base and standard. Number five, any team can create an experiment and they must supervise the metrics and reactions of the client while the experiment is in process and abort if something catastrophic happens. So that, company, so that a company can survive and become popular, the three areas that you must dominate are operative costs, marketing, and having a legacy product. To be remembered, you have to have some kind of legacy, a star product, something your clients will identify to your brand and that they will always remember. Another important thing is to separate areas of work. Not all of your employees must know how to do everything. You must delegate and be efficient. You have to focus people to a respective area that they are better in. And lastly, educate yourself on principles of administration if you want your company to succeed and survive. The basis of administration are better explained by Frederick Taylor in the modern literature that is like administration, basically just concepts of administration. It's not too hard. Look it up, adapt it to your company and organize yourself correctly. Well, and that is the whole summary for this book. We hope you liked it and that you got some good ideas out of it. Remember to follow us on Instagram so that you can get better tips on this that are brief and so that you can remember what you've heard. Thank you so much for listening and see you next week. Goodbye.